Hello, Merry Christmas, and welcome to the All About You show with OMG and Daydream, where we talk about the things that you think about. I am your host, OMG, along with my favorite co-host, Daydream. As always, family, we'd like to thank you for joining us, and we ask that you please join in on the conversation. And we ask two things of you, by the way. We ask for you to tell your friends and family about us, and we ask that you join in on the conversation because your thoughts, your opinions, and the conversation that you bring really helps drive our conversation. Plus, it creates more of a dialogue so we know what each other is thinking. Um, today, our show is going to be Global Santa Claus. Okay, scientists, drug makers, and governments have moved with unprecedented haste to develop a vaccine against the new coronavirus. The fastest of them have completed studies proving vaccines can protect against COVID-19. And the first of those, a shot developed by Pfizer BioNTech, in December won emergency approval in several countries around the world. Their success is a scientific feat and few parallels. No vaccine has ever been developed so quickly, never mind manufactured to the entire world. Like Santa Claus carrying his huge red sack, Big Pharma has delivered on their promise to get vaccinations to the world by the end of the year, just in time for Christmas, I might add. Completing testing ahead of schedule for the mad rush at Christmas and to beat out Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, Inovia, and AstraZeneca, Pfizer BioNTech finished in warp speed to get their product to the market first. On December 13th, FedEx, UPS, and freight trucks carrying about 185,000 valves of the vaccine and the combined 189 boxes of the vaccine departed the plants in Michigan and shipped out across the country for immediate dissemination in all 50 states, including Puerto Rico. The long-awaited vials of vaccine for COVID-19 reached its destination on Monday, this past Monday, December 14th, as top U.S. health officials expressed hope that healthcare workers around the country can begin administering the, the injections immediately. This effort marks a pivotal moment in the country's long march to bring the virus under control. The news comes after Pfizer BioNTech covered COVID-19 vaccine cleared its final hurdle. The director of the US, the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention accepted an advisory committee's recommendation that the vaccine may be given to people 16 years old and older. Now, the FDA granted emergency use authorization to the vaccine and recommended that healthcare workers and long-term healthcare residents be first in line to receive this shot. The U.S. plans to distribute 40 million vaccine doses by year's end, followed by 50 to 80 million doses in January and February. They plan to have immunized at least 100 million people by the first quarter of 2021. With distribution challenges ahead and the outbreak still raging, officials and healthcare workers took time on Monday for a media moment to celebrate the arrival of the vaccine and the hope that it represents. Now, across the country, images flowed in of the first doses arriving at more than 100 distribution sites and of healthcare workers receiving their first injection. The very first vaccine was administered in Queens, New Jersey, under media coverage, with very little reaction from the recipient of the vaccine. She stated, it was no different than taking any other vaccines like those offered for the flu or for pneumonia. Now, the question, family. When the vaccine becomes available, will you be first in line to take the shot? We need to talk about this. And again, I find it very odd and just convenient that it's here right now. Of course, you know, very coincidental. Right, at, right after the election, all of this, the conversation came up about mm -hmm. vaccines. And then all of a sudden, right after that, here we are at Christmas. And now it's ready. It's ready to go. 
that's why I call, we call it Global Santa Claus because he's just, you know, he got his red basket and his sleigh and stuff and his sack riding across the country. Just It was scheduled timing. Okay. It wasn't and just, oh, great, not, wonderful. No. And you heard me say that it's unprecedented in the fact that no vaccine has been created this quickly ever. And you're talking about for the entire world. Yes. And it the goal is to have at least 20 million people mm -hmm. by the end of this month. That's within two weeks. Okay. In two weeks, <laughs> you plan to, ha and how, are, how have they been able to do it? Because they're mandating that essential workers are the they're first ones to get it. Mandating. Mandating. Making okay. you. Um, they're also, um, what they're also doing um, prior, what they did prior to that was all the fear mongering. Oh, yeah. They you know, it. oh, be scared. All oh, the numbers. If you pay attention to what the numbers were, they fluctuated every day exponentially in, yes, higher, in the same spot here in Harris County. Yeah. The numbers were all over the place and it just depended on what channel you tuned into or what article you were looking at or what press conference. Everybody's sensationalized. Yes. All the media is sensationalized. We are not. We have right. nothing to gain from that. We're just right. trying and to give it to you. In Harris County, we've stayed at a level red. Okay. The whole entire time. The entire time, mm -hmm. no matter what the numbers were, if they went up or even if they went down, they left it the same. Um, in, and it was stated in so many words that the reason it was left the same was because they didn't want anyone to get relaxed or um, to get less fearful of the virus and what was going on. So in other words, it was a control and containment. Point. Most of their things are of that nature. Containment and control, mm -hmm. always. And so it's also subliminal seduction when you drive past these signs and it's, you continue to see red. You never see it lessen, come right. down just a little. You know, it's to, to put, keep that fear right at the edge of your brain when you think about it. Yeah, and then um, encouraging people to not hang out, don't get gatherings, uh, don't, you know, get together at gatherings, don't schedule anything, um, you know, stay, stay outdoors. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's cool. But you'd be surprised basically is how exciting some of these people are. There was a family, um, you know, I guess, again, even Mayor Turner on today's paper for the Chronicle was talking about how people are excited about the shot and this is the boost for Christmas time. No. No. I, I saw, I saw, some, some, of yes, I I saw like, some of the interviews and of course serious? they get the people who are, oh, this is great. This is wonderful. They field those people. Okay. They screen them. And to decide sure. what they're going to say and if it fits their propaganda. Because I wish they would ask me how I feel okay, about the vaccine. Okay, or the average person. Correct. And there's been several people on social media who have let it be known that, no, they think it's great and wonderful that they went about getting a vaccine, but they don't plan to get it because why? Nobody wants to be the human guinea pig. Well, we've been that for years. Yes. Your military, your Tuskegee men, you know syphilis and agent orange so and and after the essential workers right. which are tend to be, be what blue collar yeah. workers minorities minorities uh guess what uh, communities they're going to be hitting minority communities Absolutely because be. those are the ones who have you know high risk well, convenient well, for covid absolutely and the elderly okay that's also in relation to population control yeah. because just like with the flu with the flu vaccine some people will get hit hard with that illness so that way their body can build up and get the antibodies. But they're sick, deathly ill before that happens. Correct. I've seen that. But you already have people with um, compromised immune systems, the elderly, and you're still going to give them this vaccine? They don't care. You know what this is about. You know, they've been here a long time. But you know that 
I did. I purposefully did not mention in my little spiel that I give on, on why we're talking about what we're talking about. There was a black. They used a black nurse and a black doctor in you know giving the injection mm. as the first representation that the country saw of healthcare workers getting the vaccine. And see, this fits right in the profile with what Bill Gates was saying. Him and Melinda basically mm-hmm. saying that you know black and brown need to actually you know step forward first to get this shot because apparently it's affecting us more than anybody else. But again, all of this is drama. And so they're constantly feeding, you know, that, that control and that subliminal seduction to us to where you see a black woman getting the shot, you see a black doctor giving the shot. So, okay, I need to go get this. When I'm going to tell you, for me now, I do not intend to get it. I've talked to some friends who said, hell yeah, I'm getting it. Well, you go ahead. I'm going to wait till millions and millions of people try it. And then I still won't do it because at 66 years old, I have yet to have ever taken a flu shot, pneumonia shot. You're not going to give me the virus itself. But they do say that this is a tad bit different, that this particular virus is not, this particular vaccine is not giving you the virus. As the flu and pneumonia would be. I don't believe anything. I don't buy it. I know, I know. Okay. I'm not trusting any of it, especially because of what all's involved in the vaccines. I'm very interested to know what you people have to say, all you um, pro-life people, because vaccines they're gonna, yeah, they're are gonna. made with aborted fetal tissue. Okay. So you're all about pro-life this and pro-life that, but you also tend to be pro-vaccine people. So how does that how balance out together. and and you know tie in to your beliefs? So uh, we do need to go to a really quick break. Um, so please, guys, make sure you share us on your feed. Thank you, everyone who's already tuned in. Please don't forget to subscribe. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, All About You Radio Show. Talk uh, radio. All about you talk, talk radio. radio. Yes, I'm sorry. All about you talk radio show on YouTube. And we uh, need the subscribers truly. Yes, absolutely. So thank you again, everyone, for your support. Please share us onto your feed. I encourage everyone to listen, especially because a vaccine just came out on Monday. They really need to pay attention to this, to what's going on. Uh, Thank you to our um, virtual chair, rotating uh, chair guests who have let us know about their interests. We should uh, have a guest coming on later on. uh Yes. um, So, you know, you want to be a guest. You don't have to be with us throughout the entire hour. You know, the good thing about being virtual is you're able to jump on at your convenience, you (laughs) You know, in your car. We've had our clinical psychologist, Dr. Ebony Butler in In between soccer practice, (laughs) you know, Uh, Stephanie Palacios uh, with the Magnolia Toy Drive was in the middle of picking up donations. Yes, Joe Guerra, the same thing. He was in between. We've had all of them in their respective locations, not putting anybody at risk, but yet sharing. The information that we all need to know. Yes, yeah, so we should have someone coming on um, today to uh, talk about their their thoughts and opinions about what's going on with the vaccine. So uh, stay tuned for this uh, on this little quick break. We'll be right back. All right, Thrive Nation. On today's show, we're going to ask the tough question, and we're going to ask that question: Should you take the COVID nineteen vaccine? We're going to ask the question, what is in the COVID-19 vaccine? And because most of you know that I'm a former disc jockey turned Oklahoma SBA Entrepreneur of the Year, I'm not a doctor. So I rounded up Dr. Jim Meehan and Dr. Christian Northrup. 
Dr. Christiane Northrup, check this lady out. She's a three-time New York Times bestselling author. She's a medical doctor. She knows her stuff. And Dr. Jim Meehan, M-E-E-H-A-N, he knows his stuff too. And on today's show, they're going to share with you why you will find fetal tissue, aborted fetal tissue, inside the COVID-19 vaccines. They're also going to explain to you this weird new technology called luciferase. You know, like the root word lucifer, luciferase that you can find inside the COVID-19 vaccines. They're also going to explain to you why the new COVID-19 vaccines have the ability to modify your RNA. And they're going to explain to you why Bill Gates just happens to own the patent for something called a cryptocurrency that is activated by body activity. Yes, it is a cryptocurrency activated by body activity with a patent number, a vanity patent number that he chose of W02020060606. Are you down with taking a vaccine that's filled with fetal tissue that can modify your RNA? That's called luciferase with a patent number W02020060606. Well, I'm not. The Clark family isn't. But on today's show, we decided let's round up some moms. Let's round up some women that are raising families. And let's allow them to ask their questions about the COVID-19 vaccine directly to Dr. Christiane Northrup and Dr. Jim Meehan. And so that's what we do on today's edition of the Thrive Time Show on your radio and podcast download. But I encourage you, please grab a pen and a pad and take notes about anything you're saying. Verify And we're back. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to today's show, hashtag Global Santa Claus, where we are um, dipping into the COVID vaccine that was just released on Monday. Well, these show notes. Uh, released nationally. Oh, yeah. Because it, it went it went all over. Global. You know, BioNTech is um, working with Pfizer, and they're German. So it's being released worldwide at the same time. So, um as we say on our theme song, we're talking square biz. Nobody's playing with you. Nobody's got time to take out of their busy schedule every Wednesday for years to bring information to you. You can decide for yourself. You can say we're tripping, we're paranoid. I call it heightened awareness. And so by I guess by now you guys have learned my personality. I'm a prepper. I'm all those things. And I don't think I'm not going to take it. You heard the gentleman on the screen right. um, through the video. Same the exact same thing we've been saying. I wasn't aware of the Lucifer patent, the Luciferase patent. What is it called, Lucifer? It's, it's Luciferase. Okay. Luciferase. So initially, I understood Lucifer race. What else? Okay, right. Okay. But it's spelled like Lucifer. The name L U C I F E R A S E. Luciferase. And what that is a is a, a it's a bioenzyme. Well, convenient on the name, right? Um, and it's, it's, an actual, and it's an actual bioenzyme that you can find in fireflies. Why do you need to have that in a vaccine? So that way, when they inject it, what they do is take like a black light and they're able to pull it <laughs> across your arm or when wherever, you, like wherever clubs used to do. Yes. Clubs used to have a little... And they're able to tell if you have the vaccine or not. So that's why um, it's also referred to. Uh, in underground use as um, the mark of the beast. Well, you know, and the patent that Bill Gates and the Gates Foundation have on it is WO2020060606. And that for a lot of people, they feel it breaks down to world order 2020 
666. Well, that's what it is. I mean, it's not by happenstance. And, you know, I think when Lucifer was supposed to be hurled down to the earth, it was said, woe to the earth. W.O. is pretty much that woe. That's true. <laughs> I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, 0606. It's just, you know, guys need to just pay attention. And again, I mentioned Bill Gates to you earlier because I do recall when he and Melinda were encouraging blacks and browns to go and get tested. Um, we've been used as guinea pigs for hundreds of years, mm -hmm. I guess, anywhere from, like I said, Tuskegee, in the mil mainly in the military. So if you've got your military doing this, you know, again, there's no end to how far they will go to research us, to learn our patterns, our habits, our idiosyncratic ways that we do things. They're monitoring everything that we do. Right. And they're desensitizing us so we to don't care having we see, right. military personnel in our everyday lives. Right. They're making you look, deal with it. They've done it. They started. And of course, it, it all goes back to them preaching their propaganda of public safety. And they've deployed, you know, National Guards. They were used in the majority of the metropolitan cities during this quarantine in order to um, help with the rioting that they created. OK. And also with food distribution. Mm -hmm. You know, it was it was great. Wonderful that they helped, you know, with the logistics to get set the food, all this you know, up, set it up and everything up, yeah. else. But there they didn't use National Guard at every single site that they were used, that they were um, having food distributions set up at. These were just the major areas at um, here in Houston at NRG Stadium that was known as a super site um, because it was in a, a heavily populated area of the city inside the city limits. They used National Guards to help um, out in Cyprus. Yes, it was out in the Cyprus area um, in the northwest area of Harris County at a super site over there that they used military personnel. So they're they're getting you comfortable with having the military constantly around and um, doing community like service. Like you said, desensitize as they've always done. This is the first you know go round of you know video games was the onset of that. Mm -hmm. Desensitizing also, you know, as a former school teacher, when they brought in calculators and stuff, I knew then, oh gosh, kids won't have to actually count. Because if you recall, and we this did has math. become very true. We did math, long division, we did all of this yes. stuff. These kids can't, they can't even tell time unless they see it digitally on their watch or on their cell phone. Right. And it's basic math that they're not able to they're do. You see that it. in the grocery stores with the cashiers. They can't give First you First of all, they don't know how to greet you. Now, hello, how are you doing? You they don't know how to respond. Book. You need this etiquette book right. They don't know how to respond. So they they where they have cut out public interaction by pushing internet and social media. Okay, that because it started there. It start, uh, yeah, right? that started a whole lot. Yes, it started there. So as it was, there's no there's no type of Inter no. interpersonal skills that they're able in retail, nobody agrees. Do you need help? They just come walk up on you and stand there awkwardly. Yeah. And you Wait have to you address say. them and speak to them. And again, they don't know how to respond to you. They can't do basic math. They can't even count back your change or they're unable to do it without having a calculator. I've sat there many times because I refuse to pay with the debit card, digital tracking, okay? Cash is king for me. So that's the other thing, them pushing the cashless society, you know, it's with digital whole, control. It's a but whole conglomerate. It's, it's all been in play for years. Before before I was even born, this started oh, yeah, they, this you started know because they were doing yeah. bomb shelters yeah um, in the 50s right 40s 50s in this new world order you've heard just about every president mention it Bush Bush 
Reagan, all of them, Obama, Clinton, all of them have mentioned New World Order. So now it's actually here. You know, um, as you were mentioning, you know, there's a there's a chapter in my book. Very, this book is very easy, very short to read um, because I know people like, I know people don't like to read anymore. But the bottom line is, there's a section in there called netiquette, which is internet etiquette. There's a certain way you present yourself. They have caused us to have no socialization skills. These young people cannot look you in your eye and talk to you because they're so used to looking down. So we, as you know, mature people, older people, will have to tell them, "Sweetie, look at me." Now, right here, right here. That's what we're doing. You know, because but it's not their fault. They have been conditioned to do just that, not pay attention to just be somewhat, just not non-thinking. You know, they and go you know, through life with, you know, listen to music, yeah. earpods. And you know who else is at fault for that? The parents. The parents. Because you're so used to having technology raise your kids, sit them in front of a TV, a computer, and, and a laptop whenever you're sitting at a dinner table, instead of showing them and teaching them how to socialize and right. interact. Uh, you just sat them down in, in, in front of a, a computer screen. And so and let that contain them. Yeah, know? so parents are to blame for that also. We can't just blame, oh, well, look what the government did. Look what you allowed the government. Well, you know, we had a president blamed everything on everybody else other than himself. So we've kind of adapted that personality, even with the rudeness, okay? Yes. You know, but again, I'd mentioned that there was a black nurse and a black doctor actually being the first one televised in this country to have received the virus, I mean, the, the vaccination. And her name was Sandra Lindsay. She's 52 and she was the director of critical care nursing. Now, what's the irony in that? She happens to run a long care facility, facility which is what they want to go after first. Health care first. Yes. And then the long term care. You see how this all matches up? I didn't make this up. But at any rate, um, that she was the first one. And she's a Long Island Jewish Medical Center in Queens. And she was the first person in the country to receive the dose Monday night. And she also felt like this is a great sense of relief. Hope for everyone around the world that healing is coming, that we took a step in the right direction to finally put an end to this COVID-19 pandemic, she says. Now, see, I don't know that we're actually putting an end to it because no. sometimes when you move too fast, you, you don't catch everything. They've gone to market too quickly. Yes. On this, I said earlier, no yes. other virus has ever, yes. ever in the history. So what I was... For those who've been paying attention, um, as usual, we're having some technical issues with our technology. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm on sorry. one device, it's not allowing me to pull up Facebook. On another device, it's not allowing me to see what comments that y'all have. But Dang. you did post. You posed a question I today, did. I did. asking oh, I who all plans response. to take the yes, take the uh, take the vaccine. And the responses were were up and down. It was I want to say half yes and half no. You know, someone attributes it to, yes, it, it's just like the flu shot to me. Um, one person says, uh, Louise says, absolutely. I've only had the flu once and it was terrible. And since then I get my flu shot every year. Uh, COVID vaccine is a no brainer for is me. That is that Louise DePat? Yes. Okay. She's, that's, she's British. Okay. She's one of my good friends. She's British and she will probably take it. So here is one that I like from um, Corey. Corey Camberdine. Hey, yes. Corey. If you do, you have her response up. If not, I can read it. Uh, who's Corey? No, Corey's a guy. Corey's or his response. I'm sorry, yeah. his response up. Um, always send it to OMG. I got all these damn okay. emails. Okay. So Corey's wow. response on whether he's going to take the vaccine or not. And I apologize, guys, for my position here, but um, I, <laughs> I had to plug in my phone so I don't lose the signal. 
So he says, nope, my kid's godmother is a doctor and my kid's pediatrician is the owner of his own practice who will not accept insurance. Get this, a pediatrician will not accept insurance um, just because he can tell, uh, so that way he can tell the truth about vaccines and procedures. When doctors don't have any skin in the game, they tend to be um, a lot more truthful. I'll True. listen to doctors I actually know and who have a vested interest in my family. Also, I have firsthand knowledge of what happened when they rolled out the anthrax vaccine in the military. That's right. Bad stuff know. happens when you don't have longer testing trials. Absolutely. I've been studied for more than 20 years by the millennial cohort study to track health issues of veterans. Yet the news is saying COVID has successful trials in what, three months? get out of here. And he also posted a link uh, to the military cohort study, which we in turn posted onto um, our event for today's show. So it is on our on our Facebook page. You can when we get done, you can go uh, check out that link for that. So I had another thing. those people who tend to be in the military, I'm going to go with what you say, I because you I have firsthand Corey. knowledge, of it, you Corey. know, uh, one of my good buddies, he's re uh, retired uh, staff sergeant. And he at this point he said he's been injected with every single thing under the sun because he did tours in iraq um he retired after 20 years of, of being in the military so he's taken everything um anthrax all of it and so he's like well there's no point for him in his opinion he feels like there's no point in being more careful about where he uses his card at about using siri and alexa in his vehicle he's like oh he's okay. they owned me he goes that well they own me well, he goes, all, I've been there for, for over 20 years with yeah. the military. He goes, so there's no way for me to hide at this point. He goes, but I do encourage everybody else to. Wow. So I told you what they did to the military early on. Yes. So and there's no real love there, I don't think. No. You know? And and what gets me are, are those people who are in the military active. I have a buddy now, very active, who is anti-democratic, who is all about don't tread on me and freedom, uh, don't wear masks and um go on about your usual business with this COVID and everything else but some of the stuff that he says i just don't get it like how can you be pro-trump when you're a minority i understand you were born here in the states so was i but he's still talking about your brown skin you know he's still referring to, to you yes and you're military and you feel like okay yeah he's done great well babe you're you're very he's he's a god-fearing man he really is Yet you still sold your soul because you're okay with Trump because he increased your pay in the military. You have a price. Yeah, unfortunately. You know, um, we will have our guest coming on. I just got notification okay, from her. Awesome. She will be okay. coming on pretty soon. I do want to talk with her. Um, and I believe, well, I think, yeah, we're, what we're going to go ahead and do is go to, it's not even really a break. Um, I want you to see some video content. So please, Again, encourage, thank you everyone who's already tuned in. Let us know what else you're thinking. And we're gonna read off a few other comments um, to the question of who plans to get the vaccine because there are some other other people who are pro that had some explanations um, on there. Um, I believe we have someone who was like an um, epidemiologist or mm -hmm. family member oh, really? okay. who responded on there. Um, I'm trying to pull it up guys, sorry. 
Uh, let me see. We have one person who says, I haven't taken the flu shot in about 14 years. Is it Rhonda? Uh, yes, that's yes, Rhonda. I was looking for her. Yes, haven't had the flu either. So uh, it's an absolute no for me as far as taking the vaccine. And here's, here's someone who says, yes, absolutely. I can't wait. What people don't understand is doctors don't know that much about COVID vaccines unless their field is also in epidemiology. epidemiology right. The epidemiologists teach them. Don't assume your doctors know just because he or she is a doctor. There are specialized fields for a reason. Some people have no understanding of science and how it works. I've been taking vaccines ever since I came into this world, uh, ever since I came into the world, and I will continue. If you ever went, went to public school, you had vaccines. We would all be dead now. If people didn't get vaccines, how do people think smallpox and other diseases got under control? Vaccines, that's how, but to each its own. If we don't get at least 70% of the people to take it, we will live like this or die the rest of our days. Um, I believe it's seven, I believe it's 70%. I have to ask my daughter, she's the epidemiologist. Uh, to each their own, but I will be taking vaccines. I had so many um for this and that, and and other and would rather not be worried okay, about you that. know, still saying it. Well, my, my response to that is that as I said earlier. At no other time has a vaccine been created this quickly. If I remember correctly, if they did have to go through some sort of approval, FDA approval, the FDA used to take a long time to approve stuff. I mean, you didn't just get stuff done in three months. I mean, it took years to have certain medications, Vicodin and some of these others. And not even just medications, but treatments. Yes. So I um, was a part of a migraine study and it was how to take a type of medication. It was, I had taken tramadol before, that's a, it's a pain med. Mm -hmm. And their thing was, well, it's not just about what pain medication, but how to administer it in order to, you know, for pain management mm -hmm. of migraines, not even to cure it, okay? And they said that they were getting positive feedback. They always positive. say that, what the hell? During, while I was doing this trial, they said it was, it was positive. And so they were very hopeful that they would get their approval but to not expect for there to be this treatment available for years to come because of how the FDA is. Well, they've changed tremendously. So that's for a medication that's already been approved yeah. and you're, it's still gonna take you years on how to administer it, but you have a vaccine for a, for a, a supposed virus that came out of nowhere? Yeah, I, I just, like I said, I just don't buy it. There was a word, that was something I wanted to bring to the attention and I don't know what I did with it, but I'll I still pose the question. And the question to me that I want, I mean, the question of me that I want to ask of you guys is, have you noticed that they use two words interchangeably? They use um, authorization or authorized. Mm -hmm. Very rarely do you hear the word approved. And those are two different words. They mean two different things. So in other words, the FDA has given these, um, these, these um, companies, Big Pharma, the, the audacity actually to go ahead and move forward on what they're doing because they right. deem it, it we'll authorize it, but go ahead. They really don't care. Right. They didn't approve it. They didn't, they approve didn't say, no, oh, because... this passed, this is, yes, it, it meets our regulations. Yeah, they don't standards. have any of that. I, yep. I can't, I got so much stuff because it's, it's so much information out there on these topics that we're talking yes. about from side effects, why we as black and brown people will not take it, why we don't trust the system. Um, and pretty Why soon, guys, should trust if system. we don't pay attention, the success or failure of vaccines and the immunization campaigns that will follow will determine whether the virus become endemic, which means recurring year after year, 
pretty much like HIV. Right. So in other words, this may not go away. So they're telling you up front that we've given you all this. This may or may not work. You get a dose this week and then three weeks later, you get the second dose. Um, there, there are side effects to this. I mean, it's not it's not without incident. You don't leave unscathed through this process. And I'm just, there's a lot of money. There's a lot of money being funneled and channeled into this. And there's great deals going between drug makers, which is big pharma, and the damn government. Always. This is some serious, <laughs> this is an amalgamation of a lot. And it is a cluster. Yes. Yes. Know. So everyone, please, um, if you haven't done already, share this. Um, I want to make sure you share it with as many people as possible before we show this video and attack uh, people. <laughs> tag them in the comments so that they that way they can pay attention and also catch the replay. OK. Um, and as you can see at the bottom of your screen, subscribe to our YouTube channel. So that way, when you're not able to catch us live, uh, you can at least go back and watch the replay and still discuss it with us because we're still replying to comments on there. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so I want you guys to, to really pay attention to this video and you might even want to take some notes. So um, if you could go ahead and get that on. For us. It may help save your life. And our wishes to everyone to be safe. They're the eyes and voices in the sky. Social distancing is critical. Like something out of a science fiction movie, but this is our new reality. In the small town of Westport, Connecticut, a drone is scanning for COVID-19 symptoms. And the reaction here is, well, mixed. COVID-19, this park is currently closed. What we're doing here at this department is trying to leverage the technology that's out there and make it fit into this mold that is COVID-19. Let's say if you have 103 fever, that'll come in handy with letting us know from at a glance, are you somebody who possibly has the virus? But these new drones are equipped not only with cameras, but high-tech sensors that can help determine if people are sick. We've already seen police use helmets in China to detect fevers. Similar technology, but up in the air. This technology involves real-time health information. After the judge issues the order, the sheriff's department delivers it. And then Metro Corrections officers go inside the house and put an ankle monitor on that patient. This is the gear they've been given to wear while inside the home. What will our lives look like? Can fans gather at sporting events, theaters? What about busy workplaces? Some, including New York City, say part of the new normal involve health screenings. The important thing to recognize with the temperature checks, they absolutely have a role to play. This device may play a role in getting the country going again. It's called the Symptom Sense Medical Evaluation Gateway. The manufacturer says it can screen up to 600 people an hour for signs of illness. The now Mayor de Blasio is asking New Yorkers who see anyone violating the social distancing order to report them. When you see a crowd, when you see a line that's not distanced, when you see a supermarket that's too crowded, anything, you can report it right away so we can get help there to fix the problem. And now it's as simple as taking a photo. All you gotta do is take the photo and put the location with it and bang, send a photo like this and we will make sure that enforcement comes right away. And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death and the father the child and the children shall rise up against their parents and cause them to be put to death. What does opening up look like? You know, which activities like schools 
have such benefit and can be done in a way that the risk of transmission is very low, and which activities like mass gatherings uh, may be in a certain sense more optional. And so until you're widely vaccinated, those may not uh, come back uh, at all. Because until we get almost everybody vaccinated uh, globally, we still won't be fully back to normal. And that actual decision of, okay, let's go and give this vaccine to the entire world. But the ultimate solution, the only thing that really lets us go back completely to normal and feel good about sitting in a stadium with lots of other people is to create a vaccine and not just take care of our country, but take that vaccine out to the global population. We'll have a lot of unusual measures mm -hmm. until we get the world vaccinated. You know, 7 billion people, that's a tall order, mm -hmm. but it is, it is where we need to get to. Gates was talking about the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and how they're tackling COVID-19. Now, one of his answers was about people safely returning to work. He wrote that a system of, quote, digital certificates could be used to show if you've already been tested or eventually vaccinated. This technology will help to identify who has been vaccinated or not. Bill Gates has said that life will not return to normal until 7 billion people are vaccinated and have a digital certificate proving they have been vaccinated. In other words, you will not be able to return to work without this mark and therefore will not be able to buy or sell. And Microsoft recently patented a cryptocurrency system using body activity data called WO2020. 0-6-0-6-0-6. The elite never let a good crisis go to waste. Through this crisis, we've seen a full rollout of the surveillance state technology, body temperature cameras, police drones, and body scanner gateways at mass gatherings. Could this be the reason for the rapid rollout of 5G technology to have pinpoint tracking technology on every person on Earth? Many people are skeptical of Bill Gates' vaccine and rightfully so, and they are speculating that his ID2020 technology could be leading to the mark of the beast. I do not doubt that this type of technology can be used to enforce the mark of the beast, but Revelation clearly tells us that the mark of the beast has to do with worship, and they worshipped the dragon and gave power unto the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Okay. Well, how you like me now? We've been telling you guys this. Yes. We're not just making this up. Um, Everything body has been activity data. Body activity data. Again, if you stop and just pontificate exactly what all of this means, they've created all of. I, I told you before on a broadcast. I could never figure out how they were going to do this worldwide. Right. I couldn't. You know, I forgot know about the pandemic. This is really going to be an endemic. Um, Bill Gates has almost pretty much just given you that indication yes. just now. This will not be over next year. This right. will not be allowing you to go back to work and do what you do. All of this was done for mass manipulation, mass population control, and any other way that they can have the sheeple need a leader and just blindly go off into... Right. And so they can watch you. Watch you. Every single movement. You heard that. Body is body activity. Data. So and if you move pattern. when your heart rate heart rate they know your, your heart rate rises, they know. Um, if your body temperature rises, you have a slight fever. They know. If you're coughing, if you have a heart issue, and the way that they're 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 marketing it 
to you is to say, oh, well, how great and wonderful. What if we can stop an illness before it becomes serious? What if we can stop people from dying? That's their whole point. That actual die. video that I showed you is, is about 14 plus minutes long. And it goes into the beginning of how um, the Mark of the Beast with Hollywood, their contracts that, they've, that they sign, and, um, and the New World Order and Bill Gates and how he has stated and over and over again so that it's about population control it, and mass manipulation and it's and oh, they, for the health of people and for population control that's all they keep pushing and we told you about the deagle report yes. okay deagle.com the deagle report which stated there in 2017 their predictions their um their goal was to have was for the forecast mm -hmm. for the world population guys the entire in four more years yes no i'm sorry not the world for the u.s population it was for the u.s population and they said in 2017 that by the time it was 2025 okay that's in four years mm -hmm. the population would would be reduced from 300 in 22 and, and 22 mm -hmm. 23 million mm -hmm. to, to 100 million people. Uh -huh. how do you think they're going to do it yeah okay um, thank you so much. We do have our rotating chair guest, Amabelli, with us. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, Amabelli. So um, go ahead. Let us know um, your thoughts. What, what? Let us know what's going on with you uh, with this vaccine. So I'm not one with vaccines such as, like, I've never even had the flu shot before. So I'm not really trying to even entertain getting this vaccine and just watching this video and caught a little bit of what you guys were saying really confirms why I feel the way I do. But um, I do have two daughters that both attend universities. Uh, one of them is an assistant coach and they haven't said anything about the coaches or the staff being required to take it. But my second daughter, um, she is an essential worker. She's going to be graduating next year as an RN. And so she has been doing clinical in St. Louis in hospitals for the past two years. And they let her know about two weeks ago that they are going to require them when they come back from the holidays to have, I mean, to get the vaccine. So she's, you know, doesn't want to do it. And she's telling me, and she's 20 years old. And she's like, mom, I don't want to do it. And I was like, well, why? You know, I just want her to make the decision for herself, not based on what she heard me and dad saying and stuff. So I'm like, well, why? And she's like, I just don't want to do it. I've, you know, heard all these things and I don't want to do it. And even if I have to drop out of nursing, I will. And I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. We're too deep into, you know, you've already two years in high school of nursing and then, you know, the past two years, going on three years now uh, of college, you know, I don't know, like, we have to think about this. You can't just, just say, okay, quit nursing, you know? So it's kind of like an issue that we're having right now here at home and trying to decide what's the best thing for her to do. So, and my husband also is, um, got congestive heart failure. And so he would be, every year when he goes to the doctor, we make him birthday highly recommend the flu shot and he's been doing it for years since like 2012 every year but now they're saying that they're also going to recommend him to have the the vaccine for the COVID. and we 
we just, I don't know, we're, we're, we don't know what to do. So it's one of those things right now that as a family we're dealing with and it's very stressful. And now then watching this video and hearing that they're going to mandate it. I don't know. It's just very scary. I think they're going to require it. I think they're going to mandate. Um, again, if they're collecting body activity data, and I do believe now that all of this was done six foot of distancing, Mm-hmm. was to make sure they could separate target from one target from the other because you're not all That was all together. about um, just fine-tuning their technology, yeah. facial recognition, all body, all thing, of that. The whole thing. So. And we, we brought that to you guys before, and we explained this is what it's really about, and there's your proof right there. But, you know, Amabelli, I didn't even think I, I guess I just assumed if you're an essential worker, you were going to get it done not all without believe. question. But I didn't stop and think, wait a minute, if I were an essential worker, I would be fighting. it. I would be refusing. Yeah, everybody's you know? not down with that. You know, and especially because not only is she an essential worker, but you guys have an invested, have invested into this. For years, so right. it's as it is, it's stressful. If I were an essential worker, wait a minute, I, I have to decide between my my career my career right. and my values and right. my safety you know uh, that's it's, it's really difficult just because she's always wanted to be in the medical field as a young kid and i mean you know her last few years of high school she did you know she worked in nursing homes um just she's just that committed you know and now for her to feel this way it's just it's really hard and it when you think about it it's sad and everything else so it's just one of those things that right now i'm sure many households are dealing with the same situation um i don't know i haven't heard anything i don't know so it would be nice to be able to share information with other people that are having the same concern um as far as is this really going to be something that you don't have a choice, you know? And because from what I saw in the video, it seems like, you know, they're going to make people do it. And then if so, you can't, if you don't, you can't get groceries, you can't go to work. They're going to control your livelihood. Right. They, they yeah. were they were trying that with the cashless society, mm-hmm. you know, as it was. Remember, right in the middle of quarantine, a lot of businesses were refusing to take cash because of germs and spreading COVID. It's like, but you're still grabbing my card. So what difference does it make? You know, whether it was cash or a card, you're the still- The card is what they want. That fits, into, right. that fits into the agenda. Absolutely, because there's why you have a chip in your card and they're able to track everywhere you go, your buying habits, all of that stuff. And obviously your daughter sensed something that would make her not want to just jump at maintaining a career that she's loved to go after for three or four years. Something in her psyche has told her to question this. Has she defined what that was, why she feels not wanting to move forward? You know, 20 year olds, 22, they're on Twitter, they're on all social media, uh, TikTok, and there's just so much information out there that people are sharing, some true, some untrue. And it's just, you just get all this mixed information and she's just, that's just based on what she's seen and heard. And that's so, that's, that's, it's sad, but that's also very good because there's so many of the younger generation who just, 
okay, well, they told me to. Well, it's okay. Like, it's not a big deal. Oh, well. And she's one. She's thinking. Of, you, yeah. Who's thinking she's for herself thinking, and yeah. saying, wait a minute. There's there's entirely too much she's conflicting it. information to just right. go with it. Right. But clearly, right. you did a good job, you and your husband, raising her. Absolutely. She's able to discern or trying to discern Thank which you. way she needs to go. Thank you. I do appreciate that. But yeah, it's just a good party and like with people that are sick, that have, um, you know, health conditions that, you know, they're considered the high risk for COVID. You know, even even with my husband, I mean, I, I don't feel sick. I don't, I'm not content with him getting this vaccine just because of the rush on it and not enough, you know, to me, not enough information, um, enough background, enough testing, you know, just everything. Right. Now, because of his underlying health issue, um, what have his, his, uh, his medical team, his doctor, what have they said about the risk? Have y'all asked them about that? Like, what are the risks of him actually taking this vaccine? No, he actually has an appointment coming up with his heart doctor, uh, his heart doctor uh, next week, I believe, um, to go over, I guess, you know, he visits with them every three months. So uh, three months ago, we didn't know that this was going to be happening so quickly. Yeah, so, I know, right? Yep. Which is crazy. Yeah, because you're in there three months ago and you're not, you're, you're discussing your medications and refills and this and that and okay, everything good and check the monitor and stuff now it's going to be a serious conversation as far as you know because he he doesn't want to do it either and okay it's been tough even just dealing with COVID and trying not to catch it but right right and and i'm right there with him i'm not taking the vaccine i i refuse and there's a lot more people who feel the exact same way. And as far as, you know, the vaccine being mandated, yes, they've already talked about if your employer mandates it. That's for further study. Yeah, right. You still have to, people. you know, if it's required, then they have every right to terminate your employment. So now, you it's, now it's tied to yes, your, your, your money. Your money. You're taking care of yourself. Yes. This is. Wow. And it's it's already been being tied into travel. Um, United Airlines and quite a few other airlines have mandated that you have to have a COVID test within two weeks, two or three of, weeks of, of you flying. flying before you go to certain areas. So they're starting with just certain countries. Wow. And you know, that's gonna get expanded because if they're doing that for for passengers, you already know their employer, their employees are coming next if they haven't already mandated, you know. And then as you know, the mRNA of some of, of the vaccine mm -hmm. itself, you know, can they're, they're able to just control everything that we're doing and we're willfully giving the information, mm -hmm. um, you know, and they really don't expect us to decline, you know, the, right. the directive that you need to take it. And at some point in time, we may have the, be the latter of the group. They're going to make it mandatory across the board. They're going everybody, to make life very everybody. difficult. They're about to get into some serious being in your house, in your life and in your business. Right. They're about to make it very difficult. Yes. For those of us who are pushing back against the, their vaccine agenda, um, the mRNA, which is uh, aborted fetal tissue, the luciferase that we were talking about, that patent, WO2020060606, is owned by the Bill Gates Microsoft Foundation. And he, he states, and I believe it's in that same video, like I said, that video is about 14 Do plus minutes long. Uh, we don't have the audio on it, but it has on there 
Um, it has the ability to store an incredible amount of data in DNA. Why do you need to store data in someone's DNA like that? You know, um, for those of us who are, because we are short on time, we are going to have to wrap it up. A little bit late. Uh, yes, we did. So I want to make sure to give information out um, that we were able to find and researching for today's show, how to legally decline a vaccine. Um, step one, do not refuse a vaccine. Other, um, do not refuse the vaccine or you'll be considered belligerent. Oh, yeah. how quickly they escalate that. Angry, if you say, angry. no, I'm not going to do it. Oh, you're being belligerent. Oh, angry black you're man. out of control. <laughs> you know, um, they said instead politely decline their services by doing the following. Okay. So it is about wordplay. Just like it's that about game. Etiquette. It is about etiquette. Yes. And just the same game that they're playing with us about authorizing versus approving. Those are two different words. Look it up. I have yes. Ask the doctor. Here's what you can do for those of us who are who do not want to take the vaccine. We're against the vaccine. Ask your doctor if the vaccine has MRC-5. Again, that is MRC-5. They all do because these are the aborted fetal cells and other DNA. So when the doctor says, yes, it does, then you have the right to decline. Uh, you can also ask, is there a possibility of, and I know I'm going to chop up this word, um, iatrogenic or iatrogenic reaction. It's spelled I-A-T-R-O-G-E-N-E-C, okay, which is an adverse reaction caused by multiple compounds or drugs interacting with each other. All vaccines carry this. Okay, all vaccines have the possibility of that iatrogenic reaction. When the doctor says, yes, it does, it does have the reaction, then that's your get out of uh, vaccine jail free card. Okay, you can thank the doctor for their offer and just walk away or just state, you know, I'm, I'm not able to take this vaccine. Isn't it something that this whole thing requires a level of etiquette to get out of? Mm -hmm. If a doctor offers a medication to me, I'll just say no. Or sometimes I'll take the prescription. It never gets anywhere. Right. I don't drop it off at Walgreens. I, I do. Okay, fine. Because right. they are practicing medicine. Yes. And I consider myself, when it comes to me, I'm practicing medicine. And I am not going to take it. Yes. And it also says on here, remember that doctors are sworn to the Hippocratic Oath, which is to do no harm. That's and right. they must honor that. Well, okay. This is how we can legally and respectfully decline their offered mandated services. So whether it's for this vaccine or any other service, you know, uh, and I, I've brought that up before about mm -hmm. medication, how my doctor, without speaking to me, switched up a prescription. I didn't know until I went to pick it up and then didn't return my call when I wanted to know why did you More switch this up and we didn't discuss it, you know. Um, so there's absolutely nothing that they can do if you if you refuse a mandated service because they're sworn to the Hippocratic Oath. So maybe her daughter can look at that information or yeah. just get an idea of how to respectfully decline right. their offer. Yeah. So, and, and especially, you know, Amabella, you're saying you have a, an appointment with your husband very soon. So maybe that's something that you guys can discuss there. And we would love for you to get back to us oh, and let sure. us know what happens with that. Yes, I am very thankful. And I appreciate that because that is some good information. So just like she said, I mean, it's about having the right words and knowing how to say it respectfully, declining this um, respectfully. 
but in the same tone, being educated because just by knowing how to say that and you know to ask the questions, you know, where I I would have never known because you know most people go to work, come home, get dinner going, clean, do whatever, and all this time to go to bed, and they're not they don't have time to be researching this type of information. So thank you, ladies. For we appreciate your time coming on today. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you, Amabelli. And before we go, um, I, I do want to give um, for those of us who are not wanting to do the vaccine, whether it's now or ever. Um, here's here's some guidance, okay, for the general public. With as with anything, because it does kind of boil down to just etiquette, okay. Wash yeah. your hands, right? Wash your hands frequently, frequently with soap and water for at least twenty seconds. Use hand sanitizer when you're not able to wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands. Cover your coughs and sneezes with a tissue. Make sure you throw that tissue away. You can also use your elbow or your sleeve um, so that way you're not getting the germs uh, onto your hands. Uh, there's also, um, even if you're not ill, please avoid going to hospitals or long-term care facilities or nursing homes um, if possible. If you do need to visit these facilities, limit your time there and keep your distance from those other patients. Because remember, it's not even just about your health, but you need to be concerned about other people's Absolutely. health. And in those facilities, their their immune system's already compromised. Already, yeah. You know, so they're already in a delicate state and it doesn't matter what illness that you have, you shouldn't be all germy in front Again, of those people respect, anyway. Yeah. You know, avoid clo uh, close contact with other people who are sick. Um, avoid non-essential travel, if at all possible. Get plenty of rest, drink fluids, eat healthy foods, manage your stress so that way you keep your immunity strong. Uh, make sure you regular cleaning. Clean your household services with standard cleaners. Clean and disinfect um, frequently touched areas, doorknobs, tabletops, uh, countertops, phones, keyboards, etc. Stay informed as information is frequently changing. So stay on top of your research as much as you can. You know, like Amabelli said. People are busy and at work, but when you're able to find that free time, instead of playing on social media, they want you too busy right. so that you can't find get, get into your own research for that and make sure you have enough of your routinely prescribed medication for one to three months. We don't know what's going to happen, how things are getting shut down. We saw how the supply chain was broken and a lot of, um, cons a lot of goods were not available to us, and that includes medication. So it is smart to stock up where you can, when you can. And, and make sure, for those of you who are not feeling well, please make sure you're staying at home. Don't go out into the public when you are sick. If you are having to expose yourself um, to the public, you be courteous and keep your face covered. Keep your mask on. You know, it's not other people's responsibility to keep you healthy. It is your responsibility to not um, spread Infect, yeah. your germs unnecessarily. Um, if you do have symptoms like a cough fever or respiratory issues, uh, make sure you stay at home and you're self-isolating, you're self-quarantining um, until you've contacted a professional. And, uh, you know, please, guys, this is for any time. Stay away from the emergency rooms unless it's an actual emergency, because that does take time, um, time away from, from those who, actually who are having life-threatening issues right. at that time. So, of course, um, it, yeah, I, I believe it, that that's everything that we have for you. For those of you who have additional information, please make sure you share that with us. Leave it in the comments. Uh, send us a post, a tweet, um, a text, an email. 
you can uh, leave a comment on our YouTube channel also. So thank you again, Amabelli, for, for taking so the time much. and sharing with us everything that's been going on with you. Uh, thank you, everyone, for your comments. And I guess we won't be back next week. No, next week uh, is Christmas. It's a holiday, so we will not be... We will not be on the air next week. But we have a show already planned. We do. So we're excited <laughs> to get back to you guys with that show. Um, not next week, but the week after. and Or whenever we come it's back from the holidays. Yeah. That's still kind of up in the air. But thank you, everyone, who has tuned in. Today's show, of course, has been brought to you by Image. I make a great employee, executive, entrepreneur, training seminars. For more information about scheduling your training seminar um, and about your uh, professional etiquette, you can go to www.yourbizimage.com. That's your B-I-Z-Z image.com for more information. And of course, uh, this is by our own Manners Maven, our very own OMG. You can also get your etiquette on the go, hard copy or electronically by going to amazon.com. Okay, I guess that's it. And Merry Christmas and all that good stuff. Happy New Year. We won't see you until probably the second week in January. Correct. Until next year, guys. This but year is already over. But stay well. We've given you the guidelines. Should you should you want to respectfully decline the vaccine, and we've given you the wherewithal to continue what you've already been told to do. Right. But just a reminder or reiteration of what Daydream just read: stay on your game. Yeah, not gonna take the shot. Stay on your game. And that is posted also into um, the feed for the events, and it was posted onto our Facebook page about how to uh, legally decline. A vaccine, any vaccine. Okay, so thank you again, everyone, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Stay well, and we will see you in a couple of weeks on the radio.